Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have the huge announcement of the first women's only pay-per-view in WWE. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are going at it again at SummerSlam. Uh, and your G1 recap and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagie, aka Jurassic Smart. And to my <laughs> right, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on? Two beer. Not a lot, man. I got a big weekend ahead of me. A lot more than two beers. Yeah, uh, going to be put in this mouth. Ooh, I- that's, yeah. that's good. That's something to look forward to. It's a big weekend. I had a big weekend last weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very big weekend. Yeah, we haven't talked about we that We can yet. talk about it off air. Yeah, right. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag B-O-O-T-H-E-H-E-E-L-S. Hashtag Boo the Heels. Booty Heels. Apparently, I speak too quickly for everybody because everybody think it's Booty Heels. It's not Booty Heels. It's Boo the Heels. They think it's Booty Hills. Booty Hills. Okay, yeah. whatever. Which is a sub, like a suburb <laughs> of Booty City. Uh, we got Sam the Muller Muller <laughs> turned the knobs tonight. That's, he just turned around and said, that's what he thought you were saying. He thought <laughs> yeah, you were saying Booty okay, Hills. That's what I'm too. saying. When I went to Gory Pro this weekend, everybody was like, Booty Hills, Booty Hills. I'm like, what are you talking No, oh, it's not- I want to ask you about that before we get too far. How was Glory Pro this weekend? You should be proud, gentlemen. We know the Glory Pro World Heavyweight Champion, Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion. Wins over Jake did something. You, did you ask him if he's going to give me a chop anytime soon? I was going to try to talk to him about it, but things got to go out of hand. I'm so. sure they did. Uh, congratulations to the new champ, friend of the show. Um, we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful Cloudy, overcast, a little rainy St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, I know. Uh, Before we get too far into, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, as always. I mean, sometimes I lie and say we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but there's really not that much stuff to talk about. This week, there's a ton of stuff stuff to to talk talk about. about. So before we get too far, we're going to mention our first sponsor, that OG-ish, day one-ish, that Soul Taco. Tell them, Moose. Soul Taco, that delicious Mexican Korean fusion food here in the St. Louis metro area. They got places in the U City Loop. They got two food trucks driving around town, a joint in Columbia, Missouri, a place in Chesterfield, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, where we will be in just about just a little over a month from now. We're going to be in Chicago, Illinois for that all in ish. We're going to be getting ourselves some soul taco and we'd recommend you guys do too. They have... Man, the best tacos, burritos, quesadillas, them kimchi fries that I finally got to try. Last oh, that well, how do you think they were fucking fire, okay, man? Make they me were jealous, great, motherfucker. Damn. Get yourself some Soul Taco. They are. It's a fun atmosphere. You can bring your kids. You can bring a girl. You can bring a girl. You can bring a guy. You can take a date. You can Side take, chick. Yeah. You do whatever. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Um, it's the place to go. Uh, they are a friend of the show, sponsor of the show. Tell them that BFR sent you. I really don't normally bring anybody just because I'm embarrassed about how much I eat. <laughs> well, yeah, and you also always. You always say that you're grabbing me an extra burrito, but really it's just a burrito for you for the ride home. It goes I mean, the, you goes go in the hoodie back, pocket. You got to go back to Illinois. I mean, it's at least a 35-minute drive. <laughs> so you'd need that extra burrito. But without further ado, we'll get to our three count. Three count. 
Thank you, Sam, for providing the bell this week. (laughs) (laughs) He found it! (laughs) Uh, So, there was uh, something that was historic. Historic is the word. uh, This week that WWE announced. WWE brought uh, their entire roster onto the ramp, or onto the, the stage, and announced that there would be a women's only pay-per-view October 28th at the Nassau Coliseum. So it's uh, they're calling it Evolution, which is also the name of uh, Triple H's stable from the mid-2000s <laughs> or the early to mid-2000s. Evolution is a history. But um, <laughs> horrible. this is a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal um, for WWE. It's not like it hasn't been done before, but it is a big deal for WWE. Well, I think it's a big deal. Yes, WWE is a publicly traded massive corporation it's not new japan or ring of honor which i'll point out has zero women's wrestling pretty much uh, no 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 i was gonna say ring of honor does have its own champion as far as i'm concerned on that aspect uh new japan doesn't have any women in it new japan has no women wrestling so, so that's your equipment. i imagine that's cultural Safe bet. Well, I mean, for all Partly. you, for I mean, all you great w- Japanese women wrestlers, but. for all you woke motherfuckers out there that love New Japan more than WWE, it is important to add that WWE has done more for women's wrestling than any other company. There are certainly companies. In- no, no. Who else? Bra and panties. I mean, we weren't. We're not too far removed from that era. I, I, no, I get what you're and, saying, and I think that's even more notable though. Is that there we're not too far away from that era, but now. Uh, on this Evolution pay-per-view, they've announced that the uh, the Raw Women's Champion will be defending the title. SmackDown Women's Champion will be defending the title. The NXT Champion will be defending the title. And they're also going to have the champion uh, from the May Young Classic. The final of the, the May Young Classic. The championship of the yeah. May Young Classic. I wouldn't be surprised either if there were tag belts. Stephanie apparently came out on a couple of interviews and said that tag belts weren't going to happen on that pay-per-view. It might be something that's going to happen down the line. Um, that would be but, weird if WDB changed their mind in the next I'm four not, months. Look, Bailey and Sasha are the great example of a team that has been strung along to the point where they could be tag team champions at, you know, at Evolution. I'm just going for what has been put out there to the public. Yeah. Stephanie's saying it's not going to happen. And they, they seem to pair the women up way more often than they pair guys up. You know, there's a lot of guys that are single stars, but they're always throwing the women in like five women tags and stuff like that. And they're, so, they're already doing like a lot of tag matches. Everybody kind of has their, their person that they... As a... as So I'll ask you, you're another English major just like me. Is it an historic or a historic? Um, when I'm reading... You know, it's an historic, an historic, but it's, I always say a historic. Yeah, because I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, it's a historic. A historic. It starts with yeah. an H. But it's an historic. The H is silent. So, mm-hmm. as an historic event, <laughs> what did you think about it, Zach? Uh, I mean, I think it's cool. I, I think it's good for uh, the women's wrestlers. Um, you know, I'm I'm cynical, especially when it comes to WWE. I don't think that they would do this like out of the goodness of their own heart or the goodness of, you know, that they think that the women can be a huge draw. I think it's just a good PR move for them, uh, especially because they're going to Saudi Arabia in like November. So whenever people say, oh, there's no women's wrestlers in Saudi Arabia, they'll be like, well, we just did the first all women's pay-per-view. So uh, tag titles would be cool. I think that's something that should happen just because there's no reason for... 
No, I think they're, they're going to do uh, a battle royal instead of the tag titles. I'm they're not saying it's... With 54 women? 20. Like, you, there's 20 right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not every woman's going to be on the, the card, that's for sure. Yeah, and, I was well, going to say... It's, there's 24 women on the main roster, and then there's about 30 between NXT and UK, and then they've already announced that Trish Stratus, Lita, and Beth Phoenix are going to be on the show. So, okay, so B, what do you think? No, let's not get it twisted. As as much as I love to bash WWE, this is important for the women's division for WWE. It's to be a win across the board. The knee jerk reaction, everybody knew this was going to happen, but now I'm thinking, okay. Who's going to run this show? Vince did not look happy about this at all. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he just likes being on TV. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Okay, maybe that's what it is. He's getting old. He's feeling his age. He doesn't look good on TV. Whatever. Well, I think he's slowly passing the torch to those two, to Triple H and Stephanie. Like, Okay, but... Because he came out first and introduced them. Right. I think Vince should be the one making the announcement. Stephanie and Triple H, obviously, in some form or fashion, they're going to get the reins at some Ooh, later no, point. I, I disagree. I mean, they did no, all, I think they, they did, should. Stephanie should, I guess, if you want to go like this, Vince should have said more. Vince being in the background only leads people to believe that he doesn't want any part of this, that the status quo with big boobs and blonde hair is Vince McMahon. Vince should have said more. That's just me looking at it from the PR aspect of it. Now, if you want to say that Stephanie should have talked about it and introduced it, great, more power to you. All I can say is it just, for me, it was a bad look, number one. And number two, who's going to run this show? Because if Vince is going to run this show from gorilla position, this is going to be a, a bigger house show than the greatest Royal Rumble. If it's Triple H, it might look like NXT, but it's still going to have a house it, show feel to it. It will not be a house show. It's going to. That's what we said about Greatest Royal Rumble. What happened is, with that? It was in Saudi Arabia. Who cares? I mean, this damn. is in New Jersey. You, you act like there, there's never been a house show in New Jersey. Yeah, there have, but they haven't. It hasn't been the first ever women's pay per view of all time. Oh, just like it was the, the the you know the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. I Fifty think, guys. This, blah, is blah, not, blah. this is not. The I same think we thing. did say that it might be that that might be a house show. Um, yeah, we talked about that prior to the match. Prior to and then, the because I remember like the first okay. the first match, I, I tweeted out. I'm like, okay, this is definitely a house show. Like, but bet- the very first match. But yeah, because I the, think Triple H will run this. Zach thing. won the prediction belt on that one too. By the way. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. You go, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Glass Place. You talking? <laughs> you talking? I mean, to be honest, Sam came in last place. No, Sam's not taking the chop. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Sam, okay, you taking the chop. You came in last. I, t- I, I tell you, the only ahead. thing, like, you know, my cynicism aside, the main thing I didn't like about it was uh, how, and other people have said this, they forced every, it's a big, like, directive from creative you have people out of character talking about how like monumental this is. Like it's all over WWE Twitter. You got Braun Strowman talking about how great the Women's Royal Rumble is. Braun Strowman's a monster. Like yeah, they're making this a huge deal. The fir- the first segment out of that initial segment was the B team talking about who yeah. they want to see fight. Right. AJ at, Styles acting like evolution. acting like it's the biggest thing since they let women be educated. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, in Georgia, it might be. Okay, see? <laughs> see? You know you wrong. Okay, and, and don't get me wrong. The full court PR press is on, and God bless you for it. I got to see this unfold. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think it's going to be good, too. I think, I think uh, those w- plus, those women will be way more motivated to put on a show 
than those the guys were in Saudi Arabia. I mean, yeah. that was a paycheck. Well, These women. Here's the thing: you gotta you gotta get you got the titles. You know, yeah. you got fucking Carmella and Alexa right now. Like, I don't think that they're going to be champs. Not, that's what I mean. You got to. I feel like you got to change those belts. I think it will um, happen that, that by the by, by October. It, it should happen. And I just want to say something to all the uh, fellers that I saw on Twitter and all about social media that were like, "Well, it's about time we should have an all guys pay per view." It's like, well, you not only did we already just have an all guys pay per view at Saudi Arabia. But I'm going to paraphrase, I, I think Ice Cube said in Uh-oh. Higher Learning, one beatdown don't make up for 439 years of oppression. Mm-mm. One pay-per-view Mm-mm. don't make up for a lifetime it, Daddy. of marginalization for these women. You, The guys have had it so good for so long. If you feel oppressed because WWE is putting on an all-women's pay-per-view, Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> You've had it too good for too long! Testify. Fucking it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Although there is one thing that women have not been anyway, able to well, do that I'm, men I'm can. I'm probably not going to watch it, though. There is one thing that women haven't been able to do <laughs> that men can, which is oppress an entire gender. So. Wait, what? <laughs> so there's one thing that women have, you know, haven't been able to do that men can, which is oppress an entire. Gender. Yeah, that's so, right. I know. They'll, know. they'll never. They can ha- do everything else. <laughs> they'll never have that down, <laughs> including <laughs> birth children. They'll never be able to put down an entire gender. Yeah. That's but a yeah, really yeah. good point. I, I, I agree with your sentiment. Fuck all of those men's yeah, rights. It's, it's, fucking losers. It's time that. It's just time for them to have their own pay per view now. However, it f- unfolds if it's a one shot deal. That sucks. If it's going to be a yearly deal, which hopefully it will be a yearly deal, the women's WrestleMania is how it's being described. I'm all for that, too. I just got to see this unfold because, like I said, my biggest fear is we're going to see the greatest Royal Rumble all over again. And, uh, you know, friend of the show, Sharif, says on we're on uh, Facebook Live on Friends of BFR. He says he doesn't like the fact that they're bringing back the older female wrestlers. I don't mind that as long as it's just for one match. Yeah, for the, for the Royal Rumble thing. Are, yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, if they're going to bring back... Trish versus Lita you, you just to, to add a little star power to you it. You have to. That's totally fine as long as it gets more eyes on the women wrestlers that a lot of people probably haven't, uh, might not have seen because they haven't been back since they had two there or something like that. Yeah. If, I, it, if, I it gets, see. if it gets more eyes to the product, I'm okay with that. Maybe one match, one 10 minute match between uh, Mickey James and um, Trish Trash. Uh, so uh, without further ado, we'll get to our two counts. Forget who's going. Zach. Two count. Uh, we got uh, G1 or SummerSlam? SummerSlam. G- okay. uh, that's SummerSlam. No, that's right. Take G1. Right. Take G1. You're fine. So uh, two count. We have uh, G1, I guess, since the last time we talked. Uh, we've had four uh, nights of wrestling. So uh, I did not watch this morning, uh, but we're up to date here. Uh, JCB woke up this morning and watched that one. Uh, I have no lies. <laughs> but we have just amazing wrestling. I mean, last year's tournament was like widely considered one of the best pro wrestling tournaments of all time, and this year is just as good. If I would not say it's better. just as good. I'm waiting for that big, the one big upset that we have. That we, we had two in one night last year. I'm waiting just for the one big one yep. this year. And we're just not going to have two in a row. And we're not even like halfway through this thing. Like, are we right at halfway? We're through about this halfway thing? through. Yeah. Just just a little bit under. Um, it's absolutely crazy. Like the 
the only kind of negative is all of the interference, and it's all stemming from uh, the Bullet Club, the firing squad. Right. Uh, basically, Bad Luck Fale, who usually has this amazing G1 run, is given every single one of his matches to outside interference, like Tamatanga is just running in, gun stunning everybody, and they're just doing ref bumps. And um, it's Tongalo absolutely wild. the same way. The, yeah. The announcers are quick to point out, though, that anything is legal before the before the bell. Yeah. Like, every time the fire squad runs in, they're quick to yell that out. And well, they're also the most lenient with disqualifications. Maybe. Oh, yeah, they let shit go. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> all right, we're going to see how this goes. Like, so, what time is that reservation? They're also always like, Forearms legal, no fists though, no fists. Forearms legal, no fists. Well, I mean, it, it just adds to the the strong style aspect of it. The um, rules have always been kind of fluid. From and, the and, last year and a half that I've been watching NJPW, yeah, the rules are always say, a little fluid. Yeah, it, there is a lot of gray. There's very little black and white. I'll just take this the Tomatonga uh, combat, take it one step further. I knew I was one of many that thought that Tomatonga would kind of break out in this G1. It almost seems like now it's we're setting it up for something that's going to happen down the line, more bullet club versus bullet club infighting. It's all story. Yeah, but I don't I don't want to see him kind of being lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. The dude's got charisma. He can go in the ring. If I think if you put him on a mic, you, it would be the same thing. You saw how he got busted on Twitter. Because he got banned of, from Twitter, and now he's fighting with Roman Reigns. Right. Okay, which is that, fucking great. Okay, and I don't want to spoil Man, it for he those. He ran who, that dude down on Twitter, though. <laughs> <laughs> killed that dude. I don't want to spoil And that dude was episode. so not mad on Twitter. He was the, the guy that he was running down because the guy called him out. He was like, I was overseas. And he's like, yeah, I served my six years, bitch. Okay. Overseas during wartime, bitch. Okay. <laughs> it, was <laughs> fucking, it was pretty wild, no, man. It, it went on forever. Too. Roman yeah. gets into it. It's a beautiful thing. And like I said, just watch tonight's, well, whatever. I guess this is Thursday's, this morning's uh, Tomatonga-Naito match. There's a couple of shout-outs to Roman Reigns from Tomatonga. I'll let you just use your imagination if you haven't seen it already. Um, just to piggyback on what Zach's saying, the tournament itself is great. It has I don't think it's as good as last year. Last year was a lot of surprises and a lot more just smaller upsets. This year seems like it's just basically chalk, especially with Kenny Omega at eight points. I would have thought he would have lost at some point, especially yeah. with uh, Juice Robinson having no points. That, to me, seemed like a perfect time to kind of you know fall back to what New Japan always kind of seems to do and talk about things from the past. Last year, we didn't think that Juice Robinson had a chance against Kenny Omega. And all of a sudden, you had, the, at the time, the biggest upset in and, the tournament. And he's the U.S. champion. He's lost four times. That's right. So, I mean, now you're like, okay. He's got the hand, though. I mean, he's got the fucked up yeah, hand. And yeah, I, I mean, it's mean, anything can happen in the G1. Yeah, but, but I mean, even still, you would, I would like to think that, and don't get me wrong, they had a great match, but I thought this was the spot to get Juice Robinson on the board. Clearly, he's not going to win it. But, I mean, I don't want to see, you know, the U.S. champion go down with no points got, after four matches. I got a question for you, though, because this... So, one thing about this G1, there has not been, like... Very many just like kind of boring filler matches. There's five matches every night. Usually the first one's kind of, you know, it's the lower card. Those have been great a yeah. lot of times. So JCB fucking hates Toriyanu. <laughs> he has had some of my favorite matches this I know, G1. I know. It drives me up the fucking wall. Like, like, I can't stand it. His it. matches have been great. Yano Ibushi was great. Yeah, it was so good. You, you know what it is? It's the fact that 
when I first entered the door, Yano was the huge cheater. And it never looked like he could actually wrestle. And that was my thing. So I was like, you know, fuck this dude. He can't wrestle, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now this year, it's like, Oh, what, what's this fair? What the fuck? He's out wrestling Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, man, hell no. Because oh, yeah, he was an amateur wrestler like I in his background, which we didn't, didn't know, know because now we get the amazing English commentary every fucking match. We get yes. all this story. Yeah. Uh, we got Rocky Romero translating Japanese wrestlers. Like It's 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 good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's what you should be walking into if you're the first time New Japan watching. So I was out of town until... I mean, I got home Tuesday morning, like two in the morning. I had not seen anything. No spoilers. I texted these boys uh, last night, and I was like, "I'm. I hope my boss isn't listening. I'm going to be watching wrestling all through work (laughs) tomorrow." I was like, "And it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of wrestling to catch up on." So I sent these guys something. I said, "What what matches should I watch?" And Zach sent me back like six or seven matches. And he said the Yano Abushi match is definitely really surprising. And you were probably and, like, "What?" And it, it was, it was a really fun, almost kind of hardcore, almost comedy match. Not really comedy, but I mean, when you tie guys up, when you get tie guy hands up with tape, I mean, yeah, it gets pretty funny. Yeah, there, but there's if, your sports entertainment for the year. Abushi was still doing stand, standing moonsaults with no with his yeah, hands tied. Standing moonsaults, drop kicks. No problem. <laughs> but there was there was a match that you didn't mention that I watched today also that was Naito versus Juice Robinson. Oh, that was really good. It was really good because I mean, when there are people now that say uh ring psychology is almost like a hoax. It's not really like there it like ring psychology doesn't really count. It's the new guys are just better at doing moves than the old guys and you see tweets like that go viral and stuff like that. The ring psychology in that Naito Juice Robinson match was off the charts because Naito kept targeting his hand, tep- kept targeting his hand, and then kept trying to bait Juice Robinson into using the fist, which would have gotten <laughs> got disqualified because he had the cast on his left hand, and he kept trying to bait him into it. And it was such an exciting match that went into all these crazy reversals, and then there were almost like these slight botches that those guys turned into gold. Down the stretch, and that um, was that juice was kicked, juice kicked out of a Destino. Yes, and that was one. That's 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 probably my favorite match of the G one so far. Just because I like I like when they tell a story from front to back, where there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's what happened with those guys. And I was really impressed. That's my favorite Juice Robinson match of all time. I think I got to give mine. It was Omega Naito this time, but now I think uh, Goto Ishii. Like topped it. I haven't seen it. It it was hard hitting and it told a great story. I won't ruin anything for you, but watch that one. Uh, it's a, it's a, the one that gave Omega Naito a run for its money, and I'll I'll agree that other one was a great match. There's been so many good matches. Sonata versus Zack Saber Jr. Oh, oh man, God. yeah, it's fucking great, God, man. Damn that match when they were wiggling when they had their hands where Sonata was standing behind Zack Saber Jr. and he brought his hands down and stepped his legs through it. Brought himself around, and then Sonata did the exact same thing. Oh yeah, it's like how like Zack Saber Jr. You don't do that with Zack Saber Jr. Zack Zach Saber Jr. somehow brings makes everybody fight his style, and they all do it to a level that's impressive every time. Yeah. It's like man, this is not. I think that's why I'm such a Saber Jr. fan. Is that his matches don't look like anything else that you see anywhere else in wrestling, I agree. I agree including, totally. including New Japan. 
Yeah, whenever he, whenever Sonata had him in the full Nelson for the first part of the match, and he kept getting out of it, and Sonata kept getting him back in the full Nelson. Sonata's a fucking star, man. He could go anywhere. And, I love him. And do great. Dude, I love Sonata. Him and Ibushi got it on this morning. It was It's amazing. That's And I'm going to be a prisoner of the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, because I haven't seen that. Yeah. yeah. That match really starts to solidify, at least to me, Sonata is going to be that next wave of New Japan wrestlers, him, Juice Robinson, so on and so forth. That's the next wave that's going to come in. I thought it was absolutely amazing. All right, so once again, if you uh, MFers aren't watching the New Japan G1, <laughs> please watch it. I mean, it's it's one thing, I think I've said it on here before, it's one thing to watch WWE and bitch about it all the time. It's another thing to watch WWE, bitch about it all the time, and then still not check out the alternatives. Hell, I watched Slammiversary this weekend. Which, what, me too, which I have not watched TNA since fucking Hogan was in it. Okay, I, and Bobby Lashley I had, was champ when I last watched it. I had a lot of fun. It was good. Like, it was just, I was banged up on margaritas, and I Look just fucking you. had the best time. Three hours in my bed, my my son picked out one of those, like, sit-up pillows from Aldi, which I personally really enjoyed because... <laughs> yeah, he, did he, you hijack like, it, or were you guys sharing it? Oh, I hijacked it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, Daddy's watching wrestling in the bedroom, and I just put it, put it on, and I had my Nintendo Switch. Good for you. I was you. playing don't, Zelda, don't let him watching Slammiversary. It was fucking... It was just a fun show, man. Like, I'm gonna... I can't say I'm going to watch every week because I don't know what kind of access I have to it as I'm a cord cutter. But uh, it got me interested. It's good wrestling, you know, good booking. It was way better than Extreme Rules. Yeah, and everybody, everybody gets mad at WWE. You can get mad at WWE, but check out the other stuff. There is stuff out there. Like Jason and I were talking before we got here. New Japan and WWE are almost like completely different sports. Yeah, like in the ways that they're presented. It's it's. It's crazy. You got PW. If you like New Japan, PWG, fucking Progress, you know, all these strong styles. Yeah, there's all sorts of shit to watch. Plenty so, of shit to watch, for but sure. But too much. You should yeah, watch right. You should watch New Japan. I, I don't even watch all the New Japan just because there's so much stuff, and I don't have as much time as Jason does. Maybe we're going uh, to fish shows every other <laughs> fucking week. Yeah. No shit on assignment every month. Good Lord. Where you going next month, boss? I do. Uh, well, I'm going to all Nevada in, in September. <laughs> oh, great. So, yeah, and then I'm going. Okay, so uh, <laughs> without further ado, we'll get to our three counts. <sighs> so, it has happened. <laughs> After weeks and weeks of waiting. Bano. Bano. We have gotten... Bano. The dream bow, match. Bow, oh, bow, you didn't we, know? Your ass better call somebody. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, finally. We're addressing the big elf in the room. They're going to have their big match at SummerSlam when Ro- I'm sorry, when Roman Reigns finally beats Bobby Lashley in a pretty good match on good Monday match. Night Raw. Um, back and forth. At the end, obviously, Bobby Lashley shakes Roman Reigns' hand. Not a huge fan of that, but I guess... Not a big fan of that. I guess we're trying to make Bobby Lashley look like the sympathetic hero, whatever. All right, so now we're here. Like I said, we were going to be. But now the twist comes up. Kevin Owens in the back all of a sudden now gets a Money in the Bank title. Well, not even a title match, but a Money in the Bank title. Match where if he wins, he becomes the new Braun Strowman is Braun Strowman is putting in the the briefcase on the line against Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. 
this kind of leads me into the Kevin Owens fucks Braun Strowman theory over that I didn't come up with, but others that have come to me on social media have come up with. Let's get it out the way while I'm thinking about it. Obviously, on Facebook, we are friends of BFR and uh, Band from Ringside Podcast on Twitter. I'm BFRJCB. That is BFR Zach Lowercase Letters with an H, BFR Bill. Hello! All on Twitter, and we are BFR Pod that's, on that's Instagram. That's Bill with uh, two L's, not three, not the traditional spelling of not three. The, it's yeah. three L's nowadays? Two L's. I, I guess my people use that shit. Anyway. <laughs> So Kevin Owens is going to challenge Braun Strowman for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, I'm not. Sh- I still don't think it's going to happen, but I guess if you're going to look for a swerve, this might be the swerve before the cash-in swerve. Um, from there, we got AJ and Samoa Joe. Thank God. Oh, that's 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 a great program. It's going to be good, and you got three weeks to steal this. It was Joker cool the in. way they did it too on SmackDown. Yeah, because. I knew we were going to get it. It's just how we're going to get there from point A to point B. And then once Paige left the ring, I'm like, okay, where's Joe coming from? Because he's got to be sneaking up somewhere. Classic Joe takes down AJ, chokes him out, signs the contract. Boom, we got a title match. And Joe is so good at putting over his matches. Like that short little instance was he's talking to Red A in the back. And he, I mean, he puts words together so well. The dude is legendary. Like he's just one of the greatest. He's gotten a lot better. He, As time progressed. Whenever he said, like, you know, this will be phenomenal, I yeah. was like, I it, it just brings me back to whenever he put over his match with Brock Lesnar and they hyped that up so much. And it was only, the program was only good because of him. Right. Uh, and Heyman. Man, that program was really good because yeah. of him. No, so it, we're going to have like three weeks of that was anticipation. Most, that was the most amped up I, I've been for a Brock Lesnar match in the last year and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, even though I thought that it, it was going to go south. It was still a scenario where it made me excited for the match itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's always important to me. So Um, the all-important question is, at SummerSlam, mm -hmm. is Roman Reigns finally going to take it? Is Roman Reigns finally going to win the Universal belt? Who is walking out of SummerSlam with the Universal title? Here's the thing. It could be one of four men at this time. Is it is it gonna main event or do they just put it on first? No, it's gotta be I mean it's got it's gotta go on. There's last. people talking about walking out already. There's of walking out of the uh, Barclays Center or not Barclays. Well, is it a Barclays? Wherever it is. If if they walk out, I mean that's that uh, the, your voice doesn't matter. You walking out of the Barclays Center is not going to change Vince's mind at this point, three and a half years into this I know, we're three shitty and- experiment. I think the only thing that, that would change it, I mean, fans shit all over it at WrestleMania. They shit all over every Roman Reigns match, and they're going to shit all over this one even harder. Oh, they're going to shit on it's, it. Oh, it's yeah. going to be so bad. The reaction's going to be so bad. This is WrestleMania 20 level type shitting, I anticipate. I mean, unless Lesnar signs with WWE, unless Vince throws him a bunch of money, and they keep the belt on him for... I mean, because people hate Lesnar now, because they've trained them to hate Lesnar. There is something that could keep him around, though, and that's the that's the concept of the briefcase still being in play at the end of the night because the con because the briefcase is going to be in the forefront of everybody's mind because you're going to have Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman earlier. Yep. So there is 
that could keep people involved. I mean, if they just if they just go along with the straightforward program and Braun wins it from Kevin Owens and then uh, Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar clean and nobody cashes in. Oh, hell's going to break loose. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's that, New that, York and people are going to hate it. And that's yeah, why. It's, uh, it's the smarkiest of the smarkest. And that's why I'm sticking to my theory. It'll be worse the Braun than. Braun Strowman cash in. I predict that Braun Strowman beats. KO and then cashes in at the end of the night. I don't. I don't think there's any way that KO wins that match. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the whole point of that match is to just keep, now you keep, have a reason for Braun Strowman it's to be trying, in the building. It's trying to uh, trying to go against what you were. It's trying to go against what you were talking about. Is that they're going to be ready to shit on that match? But if Braun Strowman wins that match and then somehow like takes the mic in the middle of the ring and says, "I'm going to cash in tonight," everybody's sticking around. And they might yeah. still be shitting on that match, but they're going to be popping hard when Braun Strowman comes out and takes a spear from Roman Reigns and loses. People are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, oh, shit. <laughs> That'll be worse than whenever Reigns eventually headlines Evolution. Oh, see, now, come on. Come on. He's got the other 11 fucking pay-per-views. You got to give him the 12? I mean, goddamn. <laughs> Oh no, he's headlining that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um I like I said, I just at the end of the day, I just want to see a decent match with Braun not Braun, but uh Brock and Roman. They've had decent I, matches. They've had a great match. They've had the WrestleMania match. The WrestleMania match not the most recent, but the, the one, one, the one yeah. before the, one where, the Seth Rollins cash in yeah. was the best of the bunch. That's Outside a great that, match. If they just new... replayed that move for move and then Braun came in, like imagine if they just choreographed the entire thing so that it was that exact WrestleMania <laughs> match and then even Braun with, came even in. Even with the Suplex City bitch. Yeah. I'd still mark out. I'd probably thing. mark out again. That'd be fucking good. I just, like I said, I got the sneaky suspicion this is going to end in the Braun Strowman cash-in in some form or fashion because, like you guys said, this is a, a smarky fucking bunch and the worst possible... I mean, you got the two guys in the WWE that really are the most polarizing of the bunch mm-hmm. and either you like them or you don't. That crowd is going to be absolutely brutal, brutal booing yeah. from the jump. Both guys are going to get booed. Yeah. Nothing is going to really, quote-unquote, get over. Right. The one thing that could get over is a Braun Strowman cash possible cash-in. Any cash-in. Yeah. Uh, so we have some other stuff that is already solidified for uh, SummerSlam. We have Becky Lynch versus Carmella in the title match. Um, I think it's Becky Good Lynch's Becky. time. I. Please yeah. just put the belt on Becky. We gotta get we gotta <laughs> get the belt on somebody who can wrestle. Transfer transfer the heat. I mean, Carmella's got tons of heat. Transfer the heat onto some shine and put it on Becky and let let it be a good let, move. Let the I'm baby not, face run I'm with not, it for I'm a while. Not disagree with it. Just because James Ellsworth got fired doesn't mean that James Ellsworth is gone. No, That's I agree with, with that. I, I, yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, Becky was the first SmackDown champion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we also have, See, that's a damn shame. You gotta you gotta. Ha- have that as a question. It shouldn't even be a question. Yeah. Okay, well, that's how a- dirty they did her the first time. That's why I'm not going to be like, oh, she's going to win this time. It's been a while. Uh, we also have Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. Again! A rematch. Well, that's- oh, just a regular match after a 30-minute, like a stupid stipulation, crazy overbooked match, and now we just got a regular no, I heard old this vanilla time match. I heard this time it's going to be a 35 
minute <laughs> Iron Man match. It should because I was going to say that. JK, just <laughs> just kidding. Let's say that extra time that they had lasted like what thirty seconds. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, I think it was twelve actually. Whatever. Uh, were they, are they going to do anything with Oscar and Charlotte for SummerSlam? I mean, that feels like it should be a match. I mean, it's kind of weird. I, I always. Uh, I always bristled against when Jay Bell said that they were burying Asuka, but man, Asuka really seems like a they've, background they've player. They fucked her up time. so hard. I mean, she is. You're right, dog. Yep, totally right. I She's, want to be right she on is this the one. most. She, it's more depressing than Bobby Roode. Ooh. It's oh, more wait, depressing. Wait, no, more depressing. no. Yeah, it is. No, Bobby Roode came from top heel in NXT. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa hot. Let me ask you. Oscar was, was more over than rude, though. Let because me she had fucking three years of let dominance. Me ask, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think Bobby Roode would be as over as he is now if he hadn't lucked into a really good song called Glorious that he didn't write, that was a concept that he didn't make up? He would just be the same guy that he was in TNA who was a pretty good wrestler, who was pretty good at stuff. The Glorious thing put him over, and that wasn't even his idea. Here's the problem with that, though. I'm not mad at him for it. I'm not not mad at him for it either. But here's the problem with that, though. But saying saying that Bobby Roode is... Bobby Roode's burial is worse than Asuka's burial. It's is... more disappointing. I disagree. I think oh, Asuka's is oh, worse. Oh, shit. Bobby, think, Roode, Bobby also, Roode's in the Bobby twilight Roode years also, of his career. And also, also, I think that's really sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. I was about to say, Bobby Roode was, was having hot program after hot program after hot program. Asuka had plateaued at a certain point. So where even when she was getting ready to quote unquote go to the main roster, no, she had plateaued at some point. Where plateaued? Even, well, she, yeah. undefeated? She, just, she just beaten everybody. That okay. wasn't her, she was undefeated. That ain't plateau. That is plateau because you basically queered out the entire roster. Now when there's a whole other here's the thing because there's a whole other level. But then they brought her up and then they definitely plateaued her because they fucking took yeah, away they, her streak they right should, away. They should have put her over at WrestleMania. Yeah, they should have okay. put her over. I'm not going to disagree with that. What I will disagree with is Bobby Roode in NXT. Way different, way more charismatic, way more interesting. Just like everybody else roster, in NXT, this really. dude is a shell of his so- former self. Like, like ev- almost everyone else except like KO. Like, no, even KO's gotten soft. He's not a chicken shit heel in NXT. He was basically oh, running around. What what, 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 don't don't get your ass beat up on Facebook Live. Sit your ass down. World star hip hop. World star. World star. All right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> how dare you, sir? How dare you, no. sir? <laughs> oh shit! KO's gotten soft, this man. Man from ringside. <laughs> <laughs> Sam gets control of this shit. Good job, Sam. <laughs> That's Sam calling the bell. That's gonna do it for our three count. Hey, uh, everybody! Our second sponsor tonight, and they're really close to that day one ish, is JJ Twigs Pizza on Southampton. Now, you might have seen if you follow us on Twitter. That friend of the show, Scott Bourne, who DM'd me, just slide into my DMs. That's all he did, guys. He just you can slid. go feet first if you want. He just slid into my DMs and he asked me for a couple of JJ Twigs gift cards, which I have to give out. Bam! I have to give out. That's all you gotta do is slide to my DMs. It's free money. He took people. his lovely bride there. They went there for their anniversary dinner. They took a picture in front of JJ Twigs, holding up a band from Ringside sticker. Bam! Guys. JJ Twigs in Southampton has the best pizza. He also asked me 
to shout out their buffalo chicken wrap because that's what his wife got, and she said it was fantastic. That's, that's what's up. Buffalo chicken and Provel for all you not privy to the St. Louis Provel cheese. <laughs> it's something special that we have yeah, here. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that's homegrown right there. But guys, I'm going to be going there this weekend. Like I go there every weekend. They got that Super Mario. They got that gravy train with the roast beef and the giardinera on the pizza. Go ahead and get yourself some JJ Twigs pizza on Southampton. Um, Jason Bell gave out our Twitter handles earlier. All Seriously, guys, all you got to do is ask me. I will mail you gift cards because take two they give them to me and I write BFR and then they know that our BFR, the beefers out there, the BFR fans <laughs> are out there supporting local businesses, which is what we like to encourage. So, do so. Even if you don't, just go stop by JJ Twigs. Get yourself some beets, pizza. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. JJ Twigs on Southampton. This is banned from ringside. Okay, guys, we got some odds and ends. Uh, the B team retained against the leaders of worlds. Uh, the leaders of worlds. Um, they uh, beat them down afterwards. Is that a heel turn? I don't even know. I know that there's been there a lot are of- no faces and heels, Bill. It seems like the B team are faces, though. I, yeah, they're they're oh, reluctant faces, but in this scenario, they are the faces. They're easy to root for, though. Yeah, because I mean, they're, 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 they're underdogs. Bears. Yeah, they're yeah. underdogs. They're lovable. They really like each other. It's like they don't do anything heelish necessarily. And no. with how atrocious the Raw Tag Team division has been, the AOP promo. Oh. oh. And I mean, God damn! This is why we need managers. Oh Paul, my God! Paul Ellering was Call Paul Ellering guys. Dude, Immediately, he was, he was totally willing to to come up with those guys. Oh, and they're like, nah, just like everybody uh, else. We don't know that though. It might have been his decision. Like it Either was. Way, I, I, I read that he was willing to come up. Oh really? Yeah, oh, that's a bad. Either decision, way, man. they should not have a microphone. Anywhere close to them. And they booked them bad because they run away from Titus Worldwide. What's the last thing that Titus Worldwide did significant as a tag team in the WWE? Uh, Titus O'Neil kissed his son on the mouth that one pay-per-view. And it, mm, really? What? Yeah. That was that was the last, like... Oh, and then he touched Vince's elbow. Yeah, then got to have suspended. Yeah, but he hasn't gotten buried. I mean, the, I mean, Tyus, Tyus is Tyus O'Neill is exactly where he should be, right? I mean, he should be jobbing two yeah. guys that are on the. He's also okay. So then AOP shouldn't be running away from. Them. They should be beating them down, leaving them for dead. I don't walk, walk away. I was on the plane. Did they actually run away from? him? Dude, yes. Yeah, I mean, he ran him off, which I mean is interesting because everybody was worried last week. If Titus was going to be buried on TV, because they, you know, they could just take him off TV because of the Hogan stuff, and uh, you know, he's yeah, running definitely. Off AOP. Let's let's uh, let's bury the uh, person of color for um, standing up for what they he believes be, in. They're not above it. No, they're not above it. No, that's but, true. Say, come on, really? But outside outside of Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil is basically like their black ambassador, right? Like he's the guy that's in the the charity stuff. Like Great. he's the he's the dude. Well, what about the New Day? They don't yeah, do, they but don't they don't do, do the charity yeah, stuff like he say, does. Do they really not? No, no, I don't think so. I didn't know that. Um, we had, what's the other thing? Oh, we had the Miz, Daniel. Oh, that's another SummerSlam yeah. match. The yeah. Miz, Daniel Bryan match is going to be off the chain. I mean, that's the match I'm looking forward to the most. I love Miz's use of a fake baby. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't know that baby was fake. He, I think he started with a real baby. Well, they were backstage with a real baby. And he said, I'm going to take Monroe Sky out with me. And then 
when they were in the ring and he's talking to the microphone, I was like, wait a minute, that baby would be crying because he's obviously being very loud in the baby's ear because he had it <laughs> strapped to the chest. I don't even have kids. You should know better than this. And I was I like, scream at my kids all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dad of the year. I was like, that's, that's clearly a fake baby that um, I didn't know how he was going to use it. Uh, tossing the fake baby to Daniel Bryan, having Daniel Bryan catch the baby and look at it. That's pretty great. And be surprised that it was a fake baby is uh, one of those. It would have been even better if it was Daniel Bryan's baby. It's one birdie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be one of those moments that played in a montage. Fifteen years from now, oh, yeah. it's gonna be you'd be like, oh, remember when Miz tossed the yeah, yeah. Smackdown's one thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, remember when Miz tossed the fake baby to Daniel Bryan? No, um, that should be an amazing match. I can't wait. That's gonna be the match I'm looking forward to the most. Miz. I'm not even gonna say it because I say it every week, so I'm I'm not even gonna say it. Uh, Rusev versus. Uh, Seeing Almas was a really good match. Yep. That lasted the appropriate amount of time for a SmackDown and had the appropriate ending where Almas got the win because Aiden English screwed up again, even though it wasn't really his fault. He was just trying to help out Lana. Uh, what it's also we- perfect because we get some Zelina Lana. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, both of them have, like, mm-hmm. more relevant shit going on now. Mm-hmm. I could see, yeah. I could see, I could see that being a mixed tag match at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Or, you know, they can have some one offs on SmackDown where Zelina, you know, yeah. like, it's Overall, a direction to go. Zelina, like, Andrade is a fucking star. He's great. Apparently um, Vince is real high on him, too. I, I heard that, and I hope that's the case, because he's way better than uh, fucking What's-His-Nuts, the last Latin star we had. Uh, Sinkar? Uh, no, 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 no. Del Rio? Del Rio. He's fucking stars and stones above. Uh, Del Rio. Oh, that's, that's, that's a strong uh, statement. Watch Johnny Gargano versus Cien Almas and tell me that Del Rio can have a match. I would have, have that loved good. to see Del Rio in NXT, though. Yeah. I would have loved to see Del Rio have 30 minute matches in NXT. Del Rio definitely could have done all the shit that Almas I does. agree with that totally. I, just because I think he's a piece of shit personally doesn't mean that he can't you know, go. And, nah, yeah. I'll respectfully disagree because Del Rio didn't need, a, didn't need an esc- or didn't need a. Uh, it's just a language yeah, thing, did. and R- she's great. Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, that was that was part. He of was his just stick. his announcer. That, that was part of his stick. That's that what made it great. That was funny though. Dis- he could still cut his own promo. Not great, but okay. Almost can't enough. cut his own promo. Wait, let's say this. Let's let's get he this out of the way right now. He just doesn't speak the language. Let's he can this- cut his own promo in Spanish. Let's, no let's, shit. There let's, you go. Let's get this out of the way right now, so I can get killed on social media. Let's do it. Who do you like better? Who was a better talent, Almas or Del Rio? I gotta go, Almas. I missed a lot of Del Rio stuff, honestly. Uh, I just like almost was a star. You missed when Del Rio came up from the beginning when he was when they had all those vignettes when he was like the rich guy living in like the uh, the uh, the Lapa Luxury, the Lapa, yeah. like the Narcos, like <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, are, are we talking about was a star in Japan? Are we too? talking about the wrestler? Oh, oh. Talk about overall, overall. promo, promo, Pro- in ring, everything, charisma. <sighs> I, feel, I feel like it's a little slanted because. Almost does have a definite language barrier. Great, agree. Like totally. so, I mean, you can't really bring promo into it. No, you got to. I because mean, if we're, to, if we're talking about the overall. I mean, that doesn't just because Randy Orton can't cut a great dude. promo doesn't mean that he's. Oh, I'll, but they I'll, should let him I'll, cut I'll a promo say, in Spanish, like because he's done that. He did that in NXT. I'll say and Del it was Rio, fiery and great. Del right? Rio's better in ring too. Uh, I don't know about that. He's been doing it for he's he was doing just, it for longer. Just than, because you've been doing something for longer doesn't mean you're good at it. 
uh, with wrestling. Almas was a star in Japan before he ever hit NXT, too. Like, so Lass- you're, t- you're taking Almas. I'm taking I'm take- Del Rio. I'm taking Almas. I just think he's just better in ring. Hey, hit us up on Facebook and uh, no, Twitter. We'll just, Let no, us know. No, we'll put it on. That'll be our BFR pod. Uh, was the poll of the yeah, week? I, and I, there you go. I, I, and we're just we'll not comparing. We're, we're not only comparing these guys because they're both uh, Mexican stars. We're comparing them because the WWE is using them as their <laughs> as their Mexican right. superstars. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's like they, they're very they're very Poppy clearly paced. right. They're very clearly in they're they're slotted into a space within sure. WWE as a corporate entity's like goal going forward. Like, we're gonna have this. Mexican star going forward. Okay, so just quick sidebar: Who's the black superstar then? Right now, right now, it should be Big E. Who? Who is it? Mark Velveteen. Henry. Velveteen. I mean, Velveteen Dream is the one going forward, and that the no will be Bobby, Bobby Lashley. There really I mean, Bobby is. Lashley just just yeah, had just, a yeah, just had yeah, a number one contendership. Let's see what happens going forward. But okay, fair enough. Even though, as you know. As a people, black people are very charismatic, and Bobby Lashley is not. <laughs> He's about his business, man. Damn. We can't all just entertain and shuffle and jive for you jokers every goddamn day. I said some racist shit on this podcast. That's that the most racist, racist shit. <laughs> Get your money. Get your money. Um, and then uh, uh, another thing, uh, Randy, Cor- Randy Orton... Uh, his promo this week was really good. I thought no, it was fiery. It was. <laughs> I liked your Twitter because that's exactly what I thought. Was he's like nobody's been doing this as long as me, and he's talking to like goes, up against his opponent. Sixteen years. Who else is left? Like, like maybe, maybe just, the guy he kicked in the nuts last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, in theory, he's not. He's not left. I mean, I left him lying in the rain the last well, two times. So, he you know. did kind of. He did kind of make fun of. Cena after that by talking about he's like I don't change my shirt color every week just to sell more garbage to you people which I thought was really That's pretty cool. good it was pretty cool Randy, Randy's a great heel and he should have never been anything else but a heel but That's you what just he likes. everybody cheers it. it's like KO everybody cheers him yeah, he's, he's such a good heel you have That's to fine. turn you have to turn him into a face oh remind me about KO here in a second but you have to turn RKO into a face every once in a while just because he'll get completely stale as a heel but. If he's going to take four months off, he should always come back as a heel. I remember talking about why I couldn't believe they were going to turn Seth Rollins into a baby face again. And he's like the biggest baby face oh, in the company. He's so over as a baby He face. should be the face of the company. When the Shield turned face, because they were only face for a little bit before they split them up. When they turned face, I remember saying, and I'm not right about very, I'm not right about stuff very often, but I remember saying, man, Seth Rollins' babyface move set is fire. Like when he gets going and he gets a real some momentum behind him, and he flips over those ropes, that place will go crazy. It took a while because, as we've said on this podcast before, they fucked up his return when they brought him back as a heel. They should have brought him back as a face, but he's a great babyface. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that Seth Rollins is as good of a babyface as he is a heel. I, Probably I really better. Do. I, I I think he's a better face than the heel. I think Dean Ambrose should be a better heel than a face when if and when he comes back. He could be, but like everybody Dean loves Ambrose, him. He's so over. Dean Ambrose has never been a singles heel in WWE though. And when he comes he back, he was only heel with the Shield. Right. There is, it, it was so odd because he should have been the heel coming out of it. Right. The best opportunity for him being a heel is for him to come back and chair shot Seth Rollins, like. Just like he did, uh, chair shot like at him. SummerSlam, it'd be great. Yeah, it, and he's he's he was in Cincinnati, 
So I don't know if he's healed up. I think, you know, they said late summer, so he could be about think, ready. But he was in Cincinnati, I think but they didn't mention it. We're three months off their projected Dean Ambrose return or something like that. But they always project it a little bit further out just so, so they can they surprise can, you. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back at SummerSlam. And I wouldn't be like surprised that. if he came back I just hope they don't announce it. No, I it's gonna be hard to keep that under wraps, though. And, well, and, and, if you stay off Twitter, I want I want to pop when he comes back, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna pop anyway, but I want like a genuine like surprise pop, like when the Hardys came back. But RKO had a, had a great promo. Um, I like that he's back. I wouldn't be surprised because Nakamura cut a promo backstage where, excuse me, they mentioned he mentioned Jeff Hardy. And RKO, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was a triple threat. I put it on Twitter. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a triple threat at SummerSlam. I think that's the, with, where with they're those going. Very three. Safe yeah. Yeah. Also, Very safe uh, Nakamura is up for option, what, December? I think so. It sounds so, right. And New Japan has expressed pretty heavy interest about getting him back. And, uh, you know, they might. I think his plan was to always eventually go back. Um, I don't, from what I've read. What, now. So, you don't know, maybe we'll have like a. Uh, a low blow match between him and Yano at Wrestle Kingdom 14. I don't know. Man, what I don't the know. fuck, dude? I mean, come on. Seriously? Come on. Jesus. You know, I'll, I, I want to say this, too, about when Jinder came out uh, with Braun Strowman. Jinder didn't do anything hillish there. Jinder just really wanted to Braun. He he wanted Braun to center himself and start meditating. Yeah. They're turning Jinder into a comedy act. What'd I say? What'd I say? This shit was going to happen. Okay? You can I'm just saying do Braun's this for a dickhead. So We've known this for weeks. He's been fucking bullying KO like it's nobody's business. And all of a sudden, he's going to be world champion in like a month. And there's two huge things I forgot about. Elias' album dropped. Yeah, buddy. And uh, we had Ember Moon versus Liv Liv Morgan 4. What did you guys think about that match? I was at uh, Tinder's apartment or his house. Uh, I didn't really want to. Yeah, I went outside and smoked a cigarette. <laughs> I didn't really want that, that's what I. That's what I think about that match. I'm sorry. If they're just letting Ember Moon cool off. I was. I was. I was kidding. I really didn't want to. There is going to be an Ember Moon tomorrow. It's a Blood Moon tomorrow. Look at you. Moon's going to be red. Mars is going to be super are close. Still, are we still on Facebook Live? Because I'm yeah. giving Zach the finger. Yeah. Oh, the bar returned. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Off the side of the milk card. Good to see him back, man. But I don't know how far are they really ready to take them again. I mean, they've just been... I hope they, they lose win the it. Did they lose to the Bunnies, right? I mean, Sanity lost to New Day. I guess Sanity's done. I mean, they it's won in that pre-so match. Bludgeon it was Brothers, just, it was just New Brothers Day getting, weren't even on TV. It was just New Day getting their win back because Sanity beat him in that pre-show so, match. Yeah, That's all it was. It's 50-50 so book, and I agree with that. dumb. This is banned from ringside. Okay, we've got a bunch of birthdays to get to this week. Not as many as last week, but a bunch. we got Noam Dar is 25. What? Nick Nick. 25. That's young. Yeah, born in 1993. Jesus uh, Christ. Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks is only 29. Uh, Captain Lou Albano. Feels like he's 48. Cap- no shit. Captain Lou Albano is only 85. Super R- Mario. R.I.P. Wait, is he dead? He's got to be dead, right? Uh, I think he's alive. Somebody, somebody will get on Facebook. Yeah, and we're getting like, ready to get crushed. Actually, uh, he's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to get crushed. <laughs> Scott Steiner of the infamous math promo. Spirit animal of this podcast. Oh, the freaks is out there. 56. Devon Dudley is 
only 46. That Black is amazing crack. to me. Goddamn no, it. I thought he was 56. Black don't crack. Uh, Yoshi Tatsu, who was uh, had a pretty good run in WWE, is 41. David Hart Smith is 33. Damian Sandow, underused motherfucker. Love You're you, welcome. Damian Sandow, 36. The man of a thousand holds, Dean Malenko, <laughs> is 58. Wrist g- lock! <laughs> <laughs> Armbar. Kazarian's only 41. Happy birthday, everybody. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to ours. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Check. For Soul Taco. For JJ Twig. Holler at me, JJ Twig. For all check. you motherfuckers that watch us on Facebook Live. Facebook Live. For check. Two beers. Zach Pullman. Back drinking again. Check. Did I say Soul Taco? You did say Soul Taco. For JCB, I am Bill Vagy, and everybody boo the heels. That's hashtag B O O T H E H E E L S.